Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Before we get started with our Raw stream, we've got a couple news items. But before we get started with these new news items, we're going to plug some things. For example, this Saturday, 2021's wrestling event of the year oh, absolutely. is going down. It's Triple Mania season, Larson. Yeah. And this Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern All right. is Triple Mania. I confirmed the time today. It's going to be a second screen experience. Apparently, Lucha Blog is going to be streaming on his Twitch channel, but we're going to have the link available. And going in raw is going to be joined by Church of Joshi. That's right. The Church of Friendos in our very first official congregation, if yes. you will, uh, are going to be doing a watch along of Triple Mania. Should be an absolute blast. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to be releasing our very first Church of Friendos merchandise so that you can proudly sport some Church of Friendos merch coming up uh starting this coming saturday that's very exciting also exciting the numbers don't lie i'm super excited for this episode finally we have a winner and uh and 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 we know who we're gonna be analyzing this week larson what's the news on that you think he's cute Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's probably going to score better than Bret Hart. We're talking Shawn Michaels. Whoa. Whoa, he will wait. be the Hello? subject Hello? of episode five. Uh, I have a question about that. What does that mean? What are you talking Brett. about? What are you Quiet talking Brett. about? Quiet. Sean, Sean's going to score more than me? Yeah. So if you're a $5 and up patron on our Patreon, you can uh, vote now. Let us know what you think Shawn Michaels scores are. If you're a YouTube channel member, you can do that as well. If you come and join us for these Twitch streams we got going on, put the link in there too. You can vote there too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that's good stuff. And then uh, in addition to that awesome Church of Friendos merch, just wanted to give a quick shout out real here. This came out like a week or two ago. It's the Going In Raw. What is this? Like a metal logo type metal. thing. 
Yeah, there you go. That's at, uh, what is that at? Friendomerch.com? Friendomerch, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's what the link says. Yeah, Friendomerch, that's what it says. Yeah, go do that. Go do that. Um, before looking we get to our... They're looking forward to this Church of Friendos one, though. This is going to this is gonna look awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great. Great. Uh, before we get to our raw recap, let's, let's touch on a couple news items here. Uh, this one, not a huge surprise, but still worth talking about. Uh, so given all the talk of late about massive changes potentially coming to NXT, it would make sense. Things would be a little tense. At the bit. Capitol Wrestling Center and oh, WrestleVotes tweeted out today that is indeed the case, saying, quote, the mood at the PC today ahead of tonight's NXT show. Uh, tensions running high, to say the least. Yeah, well, that's not shocking. You know, anybody who's over 30 and not uh, 6'4 probably has cause to worry, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, it depends. <laughs> if, this is, if this is like a, a blanket policy now where it's this or else, Mm-hmm. Then I guess, but mm-hmm. I mean, like if, if established talent in NXT that they think could be utilized in a more developmental uh, organization, maybe they'll be grandfathered in. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. That's nobody knows. The that's the problem, and that's why people are tense because I'm sure nobody there knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. Well, we're gonna find out what's going on tonight when we watch NXT or tomorrow morning whenever you watch it. I, I usually watch mine late at night. I'll watch. I wait till it's done, and then I usually I watch it Wednesday morning. But I got stuff to do tomorrow morning, so I'm gonna watch yeah. half of it tonight and the other half tomorrow morning. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be more interesting, like a year from now, as opposed to like two months from now. Just because I've, I, 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 they, they got to do this change relatively. You think gradual, it'd be gradual? Right? Yeah. It's not going to be like, remember when Bischoff showed up and uh, uh, Bischoff and Russo and they had like, they just stripped everybody of their titles? Yeah, I know. I know. I doubt they they'll do like, that. They had like Billy Kidman beat uh, Hulk Hogan or something weird like that. Because what, I mean, what, maybe what they'll do is they'll have Joe beat Cross at TakeOver. And then over the course of a few weeks, you know, they'll sort out who's staying, who's going, uh, who they're going to push, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. and and who are they going to build up first to be this the the, the next NXT champ? I mean that's that's a pretty good rub for uh, an up and coming superstar to get that belt off Joe, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I agree. I don't know, man. I don't know how they're going to do it. What if they did something really lame, like uh, Joe gets it and then he's like, "I wasn't supposed to be a competitor. I like being in management, so I'm going to vacate the title and it'll be a tournament." The only the only people eligible for the tournament are under thirty and over six four. So you mean another? They're just really literal about a it. breakout star really, tournament. Yeah, but like really, ex- they're really explicit. We, about we it. have we have very strict uh, guidelines by which this this tournament will will proceed, and it's got to be six four and over, under thirty years of age. If you don't meet right. those two uh, qualifications, sorry, you can't be in the tournament. And by that, and, and by extension, can't be in NXT. Yeah, and Joe's like also. You're ineligible if you've got a creative mind. <laughs> we we only want people who could be a healer, babyface. <laughs> oh, uh, let's man. talk about this. So uh, about three months ago, there was a rumor that popped up from uh, a less than reputable source mm. that suggested that Bray Wyatt had asked for time off for WWE to deal with some mental health issues. We didn't cover it, cover it at the time because the source didn't have a very good track record. Yeah, uh, sure. But yesterday, Feifel reported they had reached out to, quote, sources connected to Bray Wyatt, confirmed that his absence following WrestleMania had nothing to do with what were called falsely reported mental health issues. Mm. Additionally, Feifel noted that, quote, during Bray Wyatt's absence from TV, Feifel learned that he was working on adding creative elements to his character, which was slated to return on last night's Raw in Orlando. Oh, wow. So apparently he was fully cleared to come back. Um was apparently set to return last night in Raw, and then they just released him instead. That's that's interesting. I always thought that it was a, a wiser move to keep him off TV on a weekly, weekly basis, mm-hmm. you know? Like, bring him back for stories when The Fiend, you know, otherwise he's just sort of overexposed. Yep. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that image that he tweeted out last night, sort of like a half a mask, mm-hmm. it looked like. Um. Uh. Yeah. It, so I, I assume. I mean, that's the great thing about Bray Wyatt is that one thing that I really appreciate about Malachi Black is that 
he sort of gave us a through line from his, you know, stint mm-hmm. in WWE mm-hmm. to where he is now. And you can do that legally because you're basically just uh, 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 establishing a story for why you're you, you have to legally change your information when you leave exactly. WWE. Exactly. It's awesome. It's very creative. I love that kind of stuff. And Bray Wyatt, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing how close he sort of, you know, toes that particular line. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting. This is something that never landed on on WWE TV. I wonder if, I mean, given that he tweeted it out, you know, if it's something that he came up with that was never on WWE TV, I don't know what the contracts look like in terms of, well, if you created it while on WWE time, do they technically own it, even if it didn't make TV? Yeah, I don't know. know. I know there's some companies out there. Like Disney, for example. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that while you're under their employ, whatever you create is theirs. Whether you do it on your Mm -hmm. time, their time, doesn't matter. That's yeah. my understanding. So I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like WB's contracts, when it, we were talking about the Twitch stuff, mm-hmm. seem pretty all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. But does that yeah. mean anything you create on your free time outside of the auspices of WB, do you get to retain that? Who knows? Who knows? I would think, I would think just given how, given how like a, several people anyways have kind of, you know, taking that through line before like Malachi black was very creative with the way he did it. Mm-hmm. I would think that it's, it, they're, they're so old school at WWE. It's probably like, well, yeah, do whatever. As long as you're not act, as long as you don't literally use the same name. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? We can't keep them from wrestling and, and people know who they are. Yeah, and so. I think, I think usually WWE they're, they, uh, the IP they create is so attached to the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you I mean like, a wrestler goes somewhere else, like they're not going to change their entire appearance. People, right? You know, exactly. The they 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 have the presentation they want to have, so it's not like they can go and and just because they get released, what now? I got to cut my hair and shave my beard or something just so I can yeah, work. right. You yeah. know, they, they they can't do that. So, yeah, exactly. Pretty silly. As long as you, you, you um, change the name and, and 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 I think you're generally in the clear. I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that seems to be what the case historically speaking. Uh, Couple, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about Raw now. What do you think of Raw last night? It like was it? all right. I, you know, <laughs> breaking it up, watching part of it Monday night, being able to fast forward through commercials and recaps. It does greatly, greatly improve the viewing experience. Uh, that being said, I thought what I watched last night, the first two hours, were pretty decent. I thought the through line of the RK Bro stuff was really solid. Um, and then I thought the third hour got really bogged down with too many interviews and promos. Generally speaking, when a wrestling show focuses on wrestling and only uses talky bits to advance stories, excuse me, an efficient matter or motivate matches, I'm fine with. But, you know, like like Charlotte uh, 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 interferes at the end of the Nikki ASH Rhea match. Don't need an interview afterwards. You don't need an interview, especially when the question is, why did you attack? They have a match at SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's superfluous. It doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah. Every you know? single Nikki interview is exactly the same. Yeah. You don't need it. Nope. Uh, every single Rhea interview over the past couple of weeks has been unnecessary, mm-hmm. and we got those back-to-back before their match. I mean, it's sort of like the new they're, – they're sort of how they're scheduling out the show these days. You, you know, you generally get those interviews prior to stuff. But, yeah, then there was stuff like, you know, when they went to, uh, to get Riddle's thoughts on, on Orton saying, hey, you know, I don't, I don't need you anymore. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to be your mm-hmm. partner. It, it didn't add anything, you know. It's we don't need that stuff. We get it. We 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 get it in the ring, you yeah. know. When it happens, yeah. we understand. And if they're not going to bring something new to it or something that we didn't know, then why are you doing and it? Same with Orton's interview towards the end of the show, when when he's asked, "Why did you dissolve RK Bro?" Where he answered that question, the opening he statement. answered it already. Exactly. It, there's, yeah. there's no point. It just feels like filler, and I don't and when. Yeah three hours we already sit through three hours yeah of raw and you 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 make things redundant within the same episode you give me filler i'm gonna check out angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Just make the matches a little bit longer. And you don't need all that. You don't need all that talky well, stuff. I, I totally agree with you. You make the matches a little bit longer, and then you incorporate some of these character beats within the matches. Yeah, right. Then you don't need the interview bits. You know, I, I, I say it all the time. That's what AEW does really well. They mm-hmm. advance characters within wrestling matches. And so you don't need all the talky stuff. Yeah, and when they do all the talky stuff, like, I mean, how many weeks have we seen Jade Cargill backstage with Mark Sterling now? It's like that makes the show weaker. You know, it's like, I don't need to see all that stuff. Um, but when they do focus on the in-ring stuff, it's like, okay, wow, that's great. Um, that being said, I thought in terms of being a three-hour show that didn't advance a whole lot, I thought it was relatively entertaining last night. I thought Raw was pretty decent. Um, I, I, they are, they are the, the crowd interaction really is helping things. Well, hold on a second. How much of that is crowd interaction and how much of that is them pumping audio? Because I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the reactions because oh, the reactions gotcha. are gotcha. completely fabricated. Yes, it's there was one segment during the Alexa match. It was after the crowd had cheered. We want Wyatt. Maybe they were going back to that. But I heard crowd noise and I heard fight forever. But it was like a weird ghostly fight forever. And I rewound it to make sure I knew what I, I was like. Wait a second. What am I hearing right now? And it was a fight forever chant. And I was like, nobody's chanting that right now. Like, there's no reason to. Nobody's doing that. They're just pumping in some weird audio that they found that happened to have fight forever in it. And I was like, what is it is overboard. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I mean, that's a whole other topic of discussion. Yeah, because I'll, um, I'll just mention this real quick. I know what you're talking about, but it was uh, I didn't notice that it was especially noticeable after carrying cross one and was choking out Jeff Hardy again where you hear all these really loud boos you look in the crowd everybody's just everybody's like this yeah yeah you you can anytime they do that you can look into the crowd and you will see like non-reactions and then, but then, um, then there, there was a you suck the chant, chant that got started I think piped in audio and then people were like oh we're chanting you suck all right then they started joining in yeah they do that with Goldberg too yeah Yeah, when they start uh, piping in the Goldberg chants did you notice last night also while we're on the subject Lashley comes out and the crowd was cheering him and they completely killed it (laughs) they completely there were people in the crowd doing this right yeah they were all about him and I noticed it at first and all of a sudden you hear them go (laughs) and then like you hear some piped in booze you hear some Goldberg piped in it's horrible it is horrible what they're doing. No, man, what I was talking about was like, like I think of Damian Priest. I think of what Drew is doing with the crowd. Yeah. Their interaction yeah. with the crowd well, Orton is the making it a better thing. The wrestlers in general, I yeah. think because people are there, the wrestlers seem like they're having more fun. Yeah. And there are elements of it that feel like a fun house show because there's not a whole lot of story that's being moved along, no. but it is a more fun, enjoyable experience on the screen. And that's what I'm getting at. But you're right. The re the, the, re, the fake reactions are laughably transparent. They are so yes, bad they are with really this stuff. Bad. And we called it, man, as soon as when they were, Oh no, they learned so much at doing Thunderdome and they're just going to oversaturate the program. And they're doing exactly that. I know. I know. And it's a bummer. Just let people react yeah. till they want to react. Right? You know, you know? Like, if people aren't getting the responses you want them to. Either that means that, in the case of Lashley, he's doing really good work and people appreciate it. Let him appreciate it. Let him appreciate right? Lashley and his great work. Or if, if there is a face that's getting booed, hey, WB, maybe you're not doing your job well. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I love those days when it's like, oh, wow, 
they really want this person to be a bad guy, but the crowd is loving it. And then you get that great. They're like, okay, well let's turn him face. And it's like, it turns into the rock, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, holy crap. The crowd really loves this guy. Let's roll with it. it you're not going to, you know, it's, it's like what if, if Becky's turn three or four yeah. years ago, whenever yeah. it was happened now during the era of them just manipulating the hell out of the crowd noise it's like they just would have tried to shove that heel Becky shit down your throat. It's like, no, man, they're really into Becky standing up for herself and yep. not letting Charlotte steal the spotlight again. Yep. yep. Which got her over. Yep. Um Yeah, it's it it is it's it's bad. But yeah, that being said, I really like the Orton stuff. I love the RK mm-hmm. Bro stuff. I thought it was really good. Um yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot that I didn't like last night. Um, like you said, you know, the interview stuff, that they they definitely went overboard with it. Vince McMahon obviously loves sad Baron Corbin. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. The the bit last night where Drew says, listen, man, I want to help you. How much do you need to get by? A hundred thousand dollars? He starts to laugh now. A hundred thousand dollars. Oh, a hundred thousand. Why not two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand? That was funny stuff. That I actually good. really like that, that stuff. That was good. That was good. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll just dive into it because yeah, there's nothing. This was, I like. I like the T Bar Ali stuff. I like that stuff. Yeah, the, the, this episode was built around Randy Orton coming back. Yeah, and and his dynamic with with Matt Riddle. Uh, Orton comes out uh, to start the show as he promised he would. Welcomes fans to Raw. That's all he gets to say. Riddle comes down the ring on his scooter. Uh, he tells Randy he missed him. Uh, asks where he went. He's like, Hey, first I thought you were just hiding like a snake. Maybe you went on vacation, but then I started to miss you so much. I'm just glad you're back. Reminds me of that time 25 years ago when my stepdad left to get some milk. He got lost and never came back. But you're back, and that means we can team up again. And then Orton asked Riddle what makes him think that he'd want to team up with him again. They had a few matches. They made a few shirts. They both got a buzz on social media. On social media. He says, but I work better by myself. Riddle, you've done fine by yourself without my help or your stepdad's and might I add sorry might I add here the crowd reaction was legit it was genuine it was heartfelt because when Riddle said that stuff about his stepdad and and the the crowd was reacting perfectly with this Mm -hmm. and it was legit you could see them in the crowd reacting to this everybody wants this to work you know yeah Uh, then Riddle says does that mean you don't want to be in a team with me anymore? Yeah. yeah. And then it, Orton says, we were a good team, but... And then AJ and Amos interrupt. Mm-hmm. And the crowd at that point is legitimately chanting RK bro. Yeah. And Riddle is one of the best. And we, we have mentioned this many times when we saw him at PWG. Mm-hmm. One of the best at connecting with the crowd. So yeah, like you said, AJ and Amos come out. AJ mocks Riddle says, this is embarrassing. He says, uh, he says, you can taste it. It's almost too sweet. Uh, crowd starts chanting legitimately too sweet. Whoop, whoop. Um, he says, uh, he reminds, uh, uh, he says, everybody riddle. I'm sorry. Everybody. Randy has met, has used and abused Has he's used and abused. Mm-hmm. He says, you think he's going to be your friend? It's silly. It doesn't make any sense. It's Randy Orton. He says, I thought when a Moss broke your scooter, that would hurt you. And then the next week, when he threw you around, I figured that would hurt you. Never did I think it would be a broken heart. And he says, hey, thanks, Randy. And uh, Orton says, would you shut up? He says, I've been, I've been at home for seven weeks seeing you run around, running your mouth, saying that you're the man here on Raw. The only thing bigger than your ego is that jackass right there. Again, a great line, legitimate crowd response. Yeah. yeah. AJ says, that's Cap. That's Cap. That means a lie. What's with him <laughs> saying that all the time now? <laughs> it's great. It's so he picks up some buzzword that you know is sort of in the yeah. in the uh, in the zeitgeist. And he starts throwing around because it's like old like us. Uh, so yeah, he he says Amos is no jackass. Tells Randy since you're solo now, why not fight me tonight and we'll see who runs Raw. Orton accepts. Says he's going to beat AJ tonight and he's going to do it with the three most destructive letters of sports entertainment R K. Instead of saying, oh, he actually goes for an RKO, mm-hmm. AJ rolls out of the ring. Uh, he goes for one on Amos. Amos pushes Randy off. Orton rolls out of the ring. And so Amos and, and Orton are kind of talking trash to each other. Meanwhile, Riddle is behind Amos, uh, getting ready to drop an RKO. Uh, eventually, Amos turns around, 
Riddle tries to hit it. Amos blocks, hits him with a choke slam. Riddle rolls out of the ring right at Orton's feet, and Orton just looks down at him, shakes his head, and goes, that wasn't a smart move, was it? Yeah. And uh, the, the camera work was good here because it follows Randy up, and he just sort of keeps on pausing to make sure that he's got Riddle's back, but he doesn't really want to show that he's got Riddle's back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Um, so I thought it was a really solid segment mm-hmm. to start the show. Yeah. Uh, and then I got really happy because Baron Corbin's in the building. Uh, Sad Baron is here to challenge Drew using the brand to brand invitational. At least they reference the brand to brand invitational yeah. in terms of him being able to be there. You know, this um, would be an instance, especially when he how he kayfabed uh, like his his living arrangements where it just mm-hmm. makes sense. Hey, I've been sleeping in the production truck. Yeah. yeah Gender right. calls. He's had an opportunity for me, so I jumped on it. It's a situation where, yeah, they kind of shoehorned the brand-to-brand invitational thing. And, uh, you know, yeah, I know he's a SmackDown superstar. It's just one of those instances where it kind of feels like, oh, this makes sense from a storyline perspective, a story they're telling for him just to show up because yeah, he thinks there's yeah. a payday in it for him, you know? Exactly, yeah. And so he says uh, he says all that. He says, uh, you know, I'm not jumping for joy being in the ring with someone who could decapitate me with a sword, but you got to look at it from a risk-reward perspective. So, uh, so yeah, he comes out. He, they kick his music on and his Tron for like three seconds, and they kill it. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's okay. They, you know, he's on Raw. It's a new. I'm curious if it was intentional or if they kick it on and somebody was like, "Turn that off. We're not doing that because he yeah. can't afford it." Yeah. Um. Either way. Uh. So. So yeah. Uh. One of the, this is great too. As he's walking down, and he's good interacting with fans too. One of the fans is like trying to give him money. He's like shoving money at him, and he's oh, like, you great. know, other people are mocking him. He's gonna he's gonna be over mm-hmm. when they turn when he turned. He's gonna be over. But I love they're still having him cling on to this idea that a hundred thousand dollars is not too much to ask for. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's this? So Drew had oh, some interview had a, about his his sword and his mom. What was this all about? Uh, no, I think that one was no, it's not okay. So he had an interview where he's, he's you know he's saying how Jinder and his goons are scared of him. He says I can't put my finger on why, and when he says that, he points to a sword. He calls Baron pathetic. He says, but I'm conflicted. Um, and he pulls the audience, asks them, should I feel sympathy for Baron? Of course, they say no. Drew says he's known Baron for years. He's a truly terrible human being. He tells a story about how I think Baron beat up a homeless person, stole that person's money and their little dog. Jeez. Um, he knows that Orlando wants to see Drew uh, beat up Baron. And then, yeah, he tells a story about uh, his mother. Um, and so in, end, in the end, he says, uh, uh, tells Baron, karma's a bitch. And if you push me, so is Angela, his sword. Ah, okay. All right. So that's kind of the, the, the Cliff Notes version of it. Uh, right. Anyways, the match is happening. Uh, Baron ha- or sorry, uh, Drew has the upper hand. He calls for a mic, and he again calls Baron pathetic. Uh, he says, but I'm starting to feel a little bad for you. If things are that bad, how much money do you need to get by for, your f- for a few days, get a bed, a meal, and a shower because you desperately need one? And Baron just says, $100,000. And Drew laughs. He <laughs> says, oh, that sounds reasonable. Why not 200000 or 300000 And then he counts down to a Claymore, hits it to get the win. And then after he wins, Jinder and crew walk down the ramp. Uh, Drew grabs his sword. They put on the brakes and, and walk back up the ramp. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so backstage, Riddle rolls up to Randy Orton, says, uh, hey, man, if we can't be a team, can we be friends? Can I be in your corner, dude? And Randy says, I am serious, and don't call me bro. 
Uh, after that, <laughs> yeah, man, we got Cross versus Hardy. Round two. Cross has a picture-in-picture -picture promo that didn't do him any favors. He says, Jeff Hardy ruined my Raw debut, and I've been waiting so long to take my revenge. Tonight, he will fall and pray. I will say and, this. Uh, these these picture-in-picture -picture promos that Cross has been doing are mm -hmm. very reminiscent of like early 90s WWE in terms of the dialogue and stuff. And the, the, and the yeah, blocking, they are. You know? Yeah. So yeah. if this is Vince, if this is what Vince wants, get ready for new generation, uh, part two essentially. May, yeah, dude, he's just he's just trying to make that happen again. You know, he's like it's just like with the XFL, maybe. You know, remember Vince tried to do the XFL again, didn't work out. But who knows? Maybe COVID had a. I mean, obviously COVID did have a, a hand yeah. in that. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe would have, but maybe he's like, you know what? The biggest failure in my life after the XFL, new generation. You know, everybody realized oh, WWE, they were falling on hard times, didn't work. It wasn't until the Attitude Era. Maybe he's going to try to redo the new generation, Larson. It could be. It could be. So uh, this was a, a pretty even back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, Hardy rolls up Cross with a handful of tights. Again, this time, though, Cross kicks out. Uh, Hardy goes for a twist of fate. Cross escapes that, hits the Saito suplex, locks on a Cross jacket for the win. Uh, he's about to leave. He comes back. Another Saito suplex, another cross jacket, just for good measure. Uh, yeah. After that, we got a really fun uh, riddle, Randy Orton video package, highlighting their story. It was actually pretty well done. Going back to that cross stuff, man, did you see his entrance? Like, obviously, the, the anti-entrance, right? And it's just like, you can see everybody's, when he's walking down the ramp, you know, because I think they've narrowed the ramp a little bit so you can see more people. Mm-hmm zero reaction none just nobody's even looking at the guy they're all just sort of looking around and he walks out and he looks so disinterested it is fascinating it is fascinating just how pedestrian it is and it's like they they try to generate a reaction that that's when they started, they popped in the audio stuff like at the at the end when like yeah, after the bell so and like obvious. nobody cares nobody cared nobody cares yeah uh, after that video package, uh, Riddle, he's backstage. He's sad. Uh, Kevin walks up to him for an interview. Riddle says, today has been, today has been an emotional roller coaster. Uh, Orton said, I don't want to be on your team anymore. I don't want to be your bro. Um, he says, I'll, uh, I, want you to have me. I don't want you to be in my corner when I face AJ. He says, I don't know how to feel or what to do. But he says, if Randy wants to be by himself, i got to respect that. In the end, though, he goes, I'm a stallion. i got to do what stallions do. I, I got a ride. And so yeah. he just rolls out. Sort of unnecessary. Uh, after that, we had Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop. Talk about chance and crowd reaction. Some more We Want Wyatt chance. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently, she also got some happy birthday chance. Alexa did because it was her birthday yesterday. Oh, so that's right. That's so right. that's nice. That's nice as well. That is nice. Um, anyways, Dewdrop dominates a lot of this until uh, she decides to mock Lily, who then they cut to like a close up of Lily. And they, they do a wink. <laughs> and I'm sure they showed it up on the Tron because yeah. there was yeah, a, reaction a reaction to, to that. It. Kind of sort a, of a groan with a few laughs, I, I felt like. A confused, yeah, like awkward laughter on mass from the crowd there. Um, and then uh, so she Dewdrop sort of freaks out, turns around. Alexa's doing her spider walk thing, and then she rolls her up deep for that win. Yeah. Um, after the match, uh, Dewdrop is trying to convince Eva Marie that that damn puppet, just uh, that doll, just winked at her, and Eva's like, "You're what are you talking about? That's 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 it's not real. It's not a real yeah. thing." Yeah. And she's like, "I'm telling you, that thing winked at me." <laughs> Eva slaps her upside the head. <laughs> like you're an idiot. What are you talking about? Uh, after that, we got Miz and Morrison backstage. Morrison's talking some crap about Damian Priest. Sheamus rolls up and he says, I can't stand people with silly hair and obnoxious catchphrases. And Miz is like, who are you talking about? Sheamus says, I'm talking about John Morrison because he's the one that cost him a match last week against Damian Priest. Morrison says, Sheamus, you must be tripping. I'm about to make it start dripping. <laughs> points a dripstick at him. Miz is like, put that down. Uh, Sheamus says, hey, I got Ricochet to worry about tonight. But as for you, Morrison, you better get the job done because if not, you're in for a hell of a drought. You know what, man? I actually really appreciate this scene right now because it does sort of run through a bunch of different people. You know, that's what I like is when things sort of crisscross. You got like all six of these guys going at it. I kind of like that or five of these guys. Uh, we had Sheamus versus Ricochet. 
Um, there's a great bit where Ricochet hits like a fun splash onto Sheamus from the top rope over the announce table. As Raw rolls on, we come back. Ricochet comes off the top. So was he trying to go for a headbutt on Sheamus? No, from it, the felt, top? it seemed like because Corey said that, and I was like, yeah, it doesn't I make any sense. I was like, what was he even trying to do here? I think he's trying to do like a forearm off, off the top. Ah, okay. So Seamus headbutted him as a counter to that. Uh, of course, he's got that mask on. Yeah. And uh, then that uh, helped uh, Seamus then line up a broke kick for the win here. Priest comes out after the match, faces off with Seamus, who acts like he's going to leave, tries to attack Priest. Instead, Priest body drops him out of the ring. Seamus mm-hmm. gets mad about that. Out comes Morrison. Again, the action just sort of keeps on moving, keeps on moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then we get uh, Priest versus Morrison. I like this also. So this is like they've done this match a couple times now. They've done a lot, I, yeah. <laughs> they've done it plenty of times. But appropriately, there's like one really great sequence where these guys have been in matches so long that they have scouted each other's moves mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. that there's a really great counterpoint, counterpoint, you know, sequence yeah, yeah. where they end really up good. both kicking each other in the head. It's like, well, if they're going to do a bunch of rematches, at least they're referencing that in the ring with their counter moves. We know each other so well now that mm-hmm. we know the language that we're telling mm-hmm. or that we're speaking rather. Totally. In the ring. Totally. Yeah, that was a great bit. Uh, Finish sees Morrison going for a springboard. Uh, Priest hits him with a spinning heel kick. Uh, sets up for the reckoning. Miz squirts him with the drip stick from the floor. Uh, Priest no sells it. Smiles mm-hmm. at the Miz. Hits Morrison with the the reckoning for the win. Afterwards, Priest goes down to the floor, uh, confronts Miz. Morrison tries to attack him. Priest fends him off, and then Priest just keeps on grabbing drip sticks from Miz. Squirts Morrison <laughs> a bunch of times. Uh, he grabs Miz by his tie. Miz stands up. You know he's been he's been selling leg injury for weeks. <laughs> yeah, slaps Priest and then in the full sprint runs up the ramp backstage. So Priest gets to the ring, calls for Mike. Uh, you know starts talking about Sheamus. Says for months now he's been running his mouth. Sheamus interrupts. Says you got stuff to say. Say it to my face. Priest says okay. You've been running your mouth for months, treating people like garbage. You're a bully. I'm gonna deal with you like I've dealt with every other bully I've come across in my life. Uh, I'm gonna beat you at SummerSlam for that U.S. title. Seamus says maybe he is a bully. Maybe I, I like being a bully. He doesn't care what Priest thinks or what the fans think. He'll put Priest in his place. He accepts his challenge. Morrison tries to sneak attack Priest from behind. Uh, Priest hits him with a bro kick mm-hmm. and tells Seamus, that's what your future looks like at SummerSlam. Yeah, that was pretty cool stuff. Um, backstage, Mansoor uh, is apologizing to Ali for uh, dropping the ball last week. Ali... Uh, uh, and, he, and as as a sign of his apology, gives him a really fancy looking entrance jacket. Yeah, I think it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty. Cool. Uh, Ali says, "Look, man, I appreciate it. This is a nice looking jacket. I don't need you to apologize. I just need you to learn from your mistakes tonight. Just watch me and learn." With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We got a picture-in-picture promo from T-Bar and Mace. Once again, claiming they're at the top of the food chain. Ali and Mansoor are at the bottom of the food chain. And then we get T-Bar versus Ali. I like this stuff because it allows us to see more of Dijak wrestling and Dijak's great. I know, man. That, ring. that bit where he flung Ollie into the barricade. Ooh, ow. Ow. Ouch. Ow. Yeah, that was rough. So uh, T-Bar after that hits a backbreaker on Ali. Uh, Ali gets his foot on the rope, though, and Mansoor is there to tell the ref, hey, he's got his foot on the rope. And then uh, T-Bar starts jawing at Mansoor. Mansoor says, come on, do something about it. Meanwhile, Mace comes in, hits Mansoor with a kick, and starts yelling, snitches get stitches. And I was like, what? 
what backstory is happening here that we're unaware of that Ali is snitching on T-Bar and Mace for Mansoor. something. Mansoor. Or Mansoor. I'm sorry. Mansoor yeah. is snitching yeah, I don't know. on T-Bar and Mace. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I want my Boom Studios comic book Indeed. to explain this one. Indeed. So uh, while that's all happening, uh, Dijak's going for a choke slam and Ollie, Ollie rolls up Dijak, gets a two, and when Dijak kicks out, uh, pushes Ollie towards the ropes. Ollie goes right into a tornado DDT, uh, goes up the top rope, uh, and as he makes his way up there, Dijak kicks him. So he you know, loses his footing, gets crossed over the top turnbuckle. And then uh, Dijak hits Feast Your Eyes to get the win. And afterwards, uh, Dio and Dijak set up for their finish. Mansoor breaks it up with a drop kick and then sends both of them out of the ring. Makes the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're saying because Mansoor snitched the ref about the foot. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> it was so obvious. I was looking for, you know, for some a bit deeper there backstage, you know? Yeah. Like uh, no. uh, T-Bar and Mace were stealing shit from catering, which, uh, as we learned from Baron Corbin, it's a can't no-no. do that. Yep. Sometimes it's right in front of you, I guess. Yeah, huh? I guess so. guess so. So after that, we had uh, Reggie. He's got a photo shoot. He's talking about how great it is to be 24-7 champ. Uh, Tazawa, disguised as a delivery person, walks up to him. Throws a bunch of boxes in his face, rolls them up. Our truth, disguised as a, a janitor, breaks up that pin, and so they're arguing. That allows Reggie a chance to escape. They chase after him. He does a bunch of crazy flips and stuff, and he he escapes. I like that. Our truth said he's on Xbox mode. Yeah, that was good. Like he's a video game. That was good. Uh, after that, we've got Lashley and MVP coming out to respond to Goldberg. This was overly long. I really like MVP on the mic. I think he's terrific. But my God, he went on really long. And uh, the crowd, I think, was dead for this if it wasn't for them. Maybe at this point you should pipe in uh, uh, noise. I don't know, because this was really long. So I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase this quite a bit. Please. Basically, MVP says, you know, show some respect to Lashley. He says uh, there have been some false narratives spun. Goldberg was looking for a fight. Uh, Lashley was here, right here, to throw hands for you. He says, I don't know if he was embarrassed, but he came back and hit me with a spear for no reason and lied. Said, I did it because I threatened his kid. I would never do that. I'm a dad. Bobby's a dad. He says, I was trying to do the humanitarian thing, saying to Gage, if your dad shows up at SummerSlam, his career is going to be ended. He says, uh, getting hit by a spear is like getting hit with a Mack truck. He says, uh, Goldberg, you have no one to blame but yourself. If you involve your son in your battles, anything can happen. Maybe you shouldn't bring him here. He says, I can't cough. I can't sneeze. I can't laugh. He says, Goldberg, since you want to involve your son, Gage, please convince your father not to show up at SummerSlam. You're going to see your father be destroyed in a way unlike before. See, a lot of this is just like repetitive. I'm even paraphrasing here, and it's like repetitive as hell. Um, He says, the upside is if your dad gets retired, he can come to all your games. You can sit on the couch and watch Raw and reminisce about the time you didn't care about him enough to stop him from coming to SummerSlam. Lashley gets on the mic, says, Goldberg, don't let your son watch SummerSlam. If he does, he's going to watch the destruction. It's going to be so bad. You're not going to want to share your last name with him. You're not next. You're done. Yep. And that was like the super cliff notes version. Yeah, it felt like 10 minutes. It was a really long segment. Yeah. Really long. After that, we got a Rhea interview. Uh, again, not a whole lot new here. Uh, you know, she's talking about how brutal the no holds barred match was last week. Says give it to, give it up to Nikki. She held her own. Takes a lot of heart and grit to be an almost superhero, but almost isn't enough to stay champion. Rhea says, "I've been champion. I understand the balance between light and dark needed to hold on to that title." And she questions whether Nikki has a dark side, or, or or enough of a dark side to keep the championship. And Rhea says, "I haven't seen it. I assume that means Nikki Ash, not." Nikki mm-hmm. Cross because yeah, clearly we've seen her insanity. Yeah, uh, and she continues. Unfortunately for Nikki, no matter how much she believes in herself, it's not going to protect her from the nightmare she's going to unleash on her tonight. And at SummerSlam, she's going to walk out champ. That match was next: Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Ash. Before the match began, Nikki had an interview. She had some rib tape on. Yeah, she had man. Some, uh, bandages, bandages on her arm too. Or Shout her, out to Lex yeah. Luger. Yeah, and had some bandages around her arm, I believe. She's asked, "Is she ready for Rhea?" And again, this is a kind of yeah, comparable dude. to the the promo she's been dropping the last few weeks. 
Almost being a superhero means you got to be prepared for things not going your way. But if you believe in yourself enough, you can achieve your dream tonight. Uh, her dream might turn to a nightmare, but she feels okay because she has her trusty nightlight, which is her spirit and her drive. It says when she began this journey, she knew Rhea and Charlotte would be dangerous. But last week, she didn't almost beat Charlotte. She did beat Charlotte. And tonight, she's almost positive she'll beat Rhea. She says she's got the odds stacked against her at SummerSlam, but she believes she has what it takes to remain champ. Yeah, it's just the same thing every single week. I know. Uh, fun enough match. Rhea, of course, was uh, working them ribs over. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went for a riptide at one point. Nikki was able to counter that, just sort of with the crossbody yeah. thing, and uh, got two with that. Rhea peppering the ribs with some strikes. Uh, and then uh, Nikki goes up top, and Charlotte comes out of nowhere in a really cool-looking suit and uh, and shoves her off the top. DQ boots Rhea and, uh, natural, and then gave a natural selection to Rhea as well. After that, we had an Elias video package. It's him standing in front of a fire. He tosses his guitar into the fire after strumming that E minor chord that he normally does. Uh, says WB used to stand for walk with Elias, but now Elias is dead. Yeah, so speculate, man. What's going to be his gimmick now? What's going to be his deal now? Hmm... No more guitar, no more music. This is something I've been advocating for a little while now because that yeah. totally was like a limiting thing. This is this is run its course at this juncture, yes. Um, is he just gonna be like a dude? Just gonna be like a like a guy? Could just be a dude. Could just be a guy. I'm I mean, he's that. got he's got charisma. Mm-hmm. He can put on decent enough matches. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some character there. He can't just be a a dude. Yeah, he shouldn't just be a guy. Because there's too many, too many, too many wrestlers in WWE on main roster, especially they're kind of ill-defined characters. They're just, they're just, just dudes. Yeah, just dudes. Yeah. So um, you can't just make him just another dude. No longer music guy. Uh, it's just like a hitchhiker. I mean, that's sort of Baron Corbin's thing now. Yeah. You can't just be like his old thing is drifter. Yeah, I can't. But do that's that. like Baron's thing. Yeah. 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 I can't do that anymore. Um. Maybe no, that's kind of a dated reference. I'm oh, saying. there you go. Zoe says uh, Zoe Canrana says man who hates music. That's what I well, I wasn't thinking man who hates music. I was thinking man who steals music, as in like like a, a heavy Napster user. You know? Oh yeah, I watched a YouTube video this past weekend. It talked about uh, whatever happened to the people who got sued by the RAAA mm-hmm. and like ended up owing them like millions of dollars. Yeah, the two more famous cases. They just kept on appealing and appealing it. And they and because they found lawyers that work pro bono and like they never paid up and they rejected all offers from the RIA to like settle it for a much smaller amount. Yeah. It got to the point where the RIA would just ask like to some lady who owed like two million dollars or like, listen, if you just appear in a public service announcement, uh, we'll erase the debt. And she was like, Mm-mm, no, <laughs> she just ended up, I think, declaring bankruptcy or something. Wow. Yeah, I, I appreciate sticking to uh, sticking to your conviction I guess on that. So. One. Yeah. Uh, so after that Elias video package, we got a Charlotte interview, and she's asked, "Why did you attack Nikki and Rhea?" And when I heard that was a question, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Kind of obvious, isn't it? Like, yes. it's just it's plainly obvious. It is. And so Charlotte has to give a fairly long-winded answer for a very easy to answer question because they have time to kill. So she says, "I will just watch them tear each other apart." And I created a strategic opportunity for myself to rub salt in their wounds. Uh, she talks about not needing to be pinned at SummerSlam to lose a match. And she says, while I do want the title, I'm not taking any chances. If Rhea and Nikki were on her level, they would have anticipated her attack, but they didn't. And she says, yeah, last week I may have showed a little vulnerability. And now I'm the target for anybody, everybody's criticism. One loss, and that erases every victory I've ever had. I'm the most decorated woman in WWE history. Everyone can keep praying for my downfall and stealing the opportunities that I created and that she and that she has earned. Uh, he says nothing is stopping her from walking out SummerSlam as champ. So long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had another interview. This time was Randy Orton in advance of his match against AJ Styles. He's asked, why have you distanced yourself from Riddle? He says, I work better alone. Don't need distractions. The only thing I need to worry about. Exact same thing he said at the beginning of the show. The only thing I need to worry about is beating AJ Styles tonight. Uh, we had that match. 
fun stuff. These two obviously can put on a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, AJ, towards the finish, went for a phenomenal forearm. Randy clotheslined him instead, hit a draping DDT, uh, loads up for an RKO, does the thing where he's down there punching the ground. But Amos pulls AJ out. Uh, Moss and Randy start John back and forth. AJ sort of comes to using that, you know, time to kick Randy. Uh, Riddle comes out of nowhere, sends Amos into the post, takes his back. Uh, AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm. Uh, Orton counters it middle of the air with an RKO. Look great. Uh, and then and that got him the win. Riddle comes in to celebrate. Uh, Orton's yelling at him. Riddle wants a hug. Again, genuine crowd reaction. They want to mm-hmm. see this hug. Mm-hmm. Um, Orton says, uh, no, it's not going to happen. He starts to leave. Riddle stops him. He says, dude, listen to the people. They're chanting RK bro. Uh, Orton finally hugs him. And then uh, and then they're all celebrating, raising arms. Then RKO's him in the middle of the celebration. And uh, Randy's Randy sort of gets back and he starts sort of like, you know, petting his head a little bit. Smiling. He laughs and smiling, Riddle smiling too. That's just that's their relationship. Yeah, and so RK Bro is a thing again, and they're totally getting those tag titles at uh, at SummerSlam. Yep. Yep. That's right, Jorge has a right. Give the people what they want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was a good. It was a. It was a good finish. It was a good finish. It was. Uh, want to answer some questions? Yeah. Yeah. Let's answer some questions. Uh, let's see here. Uh, gamer for life since 94 says it only makes sense that Lashley obliterates Goldberg, right? It'll be a typical Goldberg match. It'll be three minutes and there'll be a lot of spears. Uh, maybe Goldberg will hit a jackhammer. Lashley will kick out and then uh, eventually Lashley will hit a spear of his own for the win. I don't see Goldberg tapping out to the hurt lock. I think you're right about that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't think he's going to tap out. He can't, he can't show his family that, that, he, that he'll quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how long was the? Uh, I'm gonna look this up. What uh, Drew and Goldberg fought at the Rumble? The Rumble was it? The it was Rumble? under five minutes. I would think. I mean, they they tend to dance a lot, you know. Like, there's a lot of like posing, and I was just kind of curious what the actual length of the match was. Oh my god! Never mind. It was two minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah, it was pretty quick. All right, there you go then. It was pretty quick. Yeah, most of Goldberg's matches are under, easily under five minutes. Um, yeah, because when they're not, they end up like that Saudi Arabia match. Uh, let's see here, Anthony R. with Dakota Kai having a dark match on Raw. So yeah, she took the loss against Aaliyah. It was a it wasn't a dark, dark match. match. It was for main event. That's what I read. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. I just saw a dark match, but yeah, I guess it was main event taping, huh? That makes sense. Uh, the question is. Does it mean that it's more likely she's not going to beat Raquel at TakeOver and just get called uh, at the main roster? Whatever roster? happened on that match has no bearing what's going to happen on TakeOver. None. It has no bearing. I would say that like the sort of the rumblings that NXT is going to change things a lot has more bearing on how they're going to be booking mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm. at TakeOver. I just don't know. If there's a new philosophy that like you know big people are the thing, that makes me think. Because I, I kind of figured that Dakota Kai was going to get the win here because she knows Raquel more. But if there's like some sort of philosophical change in NXT, all bets are I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know either. I really don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, Jonathan, I think the piped-in audio is a great metaphor for how WB's problems and how they handle them. They fake the crowd reactions they want rather than work with the crowd they have, and they wonder why they've been losing audiences. I mean, totally. You can't force reactions on the people, you know? Mm -hmm. Either it's Mm -hmm. earned or not. And then you know, rather than go through the get go through the work, of finding out why creative isn't hitting how they want it to, why people aren't reacting how they want them to, they just pipe in audio. So at least for the TV, imagine there. I wonder if their strategy is all right. The crowd here isn't giving us what we want. If we we present the reaction that we actually want to the TV audience when they come to the show, then that's the reaction they will. They will they will give us when they actually show up. I wonder if that's part of it. It's I don't know. I I, I honestly I, I don't because here's the thing, like they are cognizant. They have been able to use and they have used in the past crowd reaction to gauge how successful a thing they're doing is or not. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's like, okay, well, 
we're not going to lie to ourselves. If something's not working, we can tell with the crowd. But at the same time, we don't want to look stupid. And so we will make changes based on how the crowd is reacting. But for the presentation, we're going to make it look like we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I hope that's the that's the extent of it. Otherwise, they're just lying to themselves or it's just so cynical that it's like, we're going to do what we want. And uh, it doesn't really matter if the mm -hmm. crowd likes it or not, mm -hmm. because we know what's best. That's a really cynical viewpoint. Oh, absolutely. It's possible that that's yeah. the case. Yeah. I hope it's not the case because you want genuine crowd reactions because they're just better. And it's like if they're lying to themselves or if they're trying to manipulate the entire experience, it's like, no, man, you need the crowd to tell you what they like and what they don't like. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, mean Green 49 says, with how things are going, it definitely seems like we're going to get a W has released Elias tweet. I mean, if they're putting forth the energy to, to, to repackage him, you'd like to think that's not going to be the case. They've, they've, okay, there's things, that, that, here's the thing about Elias. Number one, he's a big dude. He's a big guy. He does have charisma. Mm -hmm. He can be heel or face. Mm -hmm. All that is in his favor. And he knows the WWE system. They he like can people do, He can do around. comedy. He can do serious stuff. He can. Um, the fact that they left the building, they took a camera crew, they had to light this for night, and 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 they filmed the thing to show a shift. And he ain't being released anytime soon. I can't speak for a year from now, but they're going to try. They're going to try with Elias. Yeah. You'd think so. You'd think so. Eddie Brock's Venom has a question here. We are definitely getting Ray or Dom turning on each other at SummerSlam. Who will be the one to turn, Larson? It should be Dom. It should be Dom. Absolutely. It should 1,000% be Dom because I'd actually give Dom an, an opportunity to turn heel and actually do something interesting with his character, have a little fun with it, you know? You know, he's been generic babyface. For as long as he's been on WB programming, now turn him heel, see what he can do there. Yeah, give him something to do. Make him a snot, you know? Yeah. Make him a little turd. Yeah. 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 Make him, how about this? He could be like LP. Yeah, that's good. Just Loaded really boots. obnoxious. Just really yeah. annoying and really obnoxious. He rebrands himself Dominic Guerrero. <laughs> really stick it to the old man. Yeah, that would do it. Say, Dad, there's no way you're my dad. You're so small. <laughs> I'm ridiculously tall. Get out of here with that. Mi nombre is Dominic Guerrero. Uh, Jorge D. Sad Corbin is reminding me of George Costanza even uh, have the same hairstyle now in order to make Corbin as pathetic as Costanza. They should introduce Corbin's uh, dominating parents. Who would be your ideal Corbin parents? Can be anybody, just not old wrestlers. Corbin is getting upset. <laughs> These pretzels are making Corbin very thirsty. Um, how about this? Dominic leaves Ray as his son. Ray adopts Baron as his new son. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, because I think if you if you bring former wrestlers to play the role of Baron's parents, it's kind of it's, even for WB a bit of a stretch. Yeah, a bit of a yeah. a leap of logic. So you'd have yeah. to hire actors, and they're not going to pay like you know, like well-known actors. So let's get somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, how about this? I mean, at this point, you know, uh, Jason Alexander is uh, could be Corbin. He's of the age that he could be Corbin's dad. Yeah, could be, could be, could bring be. him in. Could be, could be. Uh, Ev says, "I have a serious question." Oh, it says for after the raw review. All right, save it for after the raw review then. Uh, Wolfpack Prince here says, just a thought. Do you think Goldberg could win the WWE championship just so that him and Reigns could have a match at Survivor Series since they didn't get that match at WrestleMania 36? I'll tell you this. I'm not putting all my confidence points on, uh, on that match. I'm not putting all, but I'm putting a lot. Goldberg has two matches a year, man. This is number two. I'll, I'll go upper mid. I'll go upper mid. He, he, I would not be shocked. I'd be, I'd be one of those things where I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked because like, I was as shocked as possibly could be when he beat Lesnar and they could just add matches to his contract. If they all agree to it, you know, say, Hey, we want you for uh what are we in? We're in, we're in SummerSlam. So it's like, Hey, can you add three matches to your, to your shit? You know, add one to, uh, 
whatever, add it to, to, to Survivor Series for the Roman match. He loses to Lashley again after that. I don't know. All you need is a couple more matches. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Adrian C. says, so apparently they aired a video package the arena last night with Foley and Austin talking up The Fiend, given that last night was supposed to be his return to TV. Do you think this was a pre-planned video for last night and then it was just forgotten about and airing it thought brought on more we want Wyatt Chance. So John Alba was at Raw last night. Yeah. Uh, and he mentioned this on Twitter. They played it. His supposition is it's just something they have, you know, in their their file library to play in between you know, segments during commercial breaks and just played nothing hmm. more to it than that. You know, that wouldn't shock me because WWE has no coordination whatsoever. No. That being said, did you notice the weird thing about his release announcement that they used the name Bray Wyatt, not Wyndham Rotunda? Oh, and I didn't go back and look at, to look at, uh, at the Dean Ambrose, they called him for Dean Ambrose. They called him Jonathan in the release. They called him Jonathan Good. Good. They yeah. almost always use their shoot names. Yeah, but the more recent releases, I don't recall. I don't remember. But I did think, and one of one of our mods brought it to my attention, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to. Uh, let's not. I'll keep their name private." To avoid anybody coming at them and saying, oh, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But I did, uh, it was interesting. She brought it up to me. I was like, that's very once, interesting. Let me check something real quick. Go ahead. Keep going. I'll, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, let's see here. Um, Nat says you should bring the bring back the Vince's son storyline, I think, for oh, for Corbin. For oh, Corbin. that'd be good. So with the 20, I think Vince would love that. The, the April 2020 releases, when they announced it, they had their kayfabe name as well as their shoot name in in the, in the announcement okay so that was 2020 let me check uh 20 was it was it one for that was like for a mass release yeah okay so it was a bunch of people okay um let's see here well can you keep on looking at that uh let's see here uh, moses opposes which would be more disappointing to you big e failing his cash in or omega losing the belt to someone other than hangman it would be more disappointing would be Big E failing as cashier. Mm-hmm. I think there's any number of people that Omega could potentially lose that title to. I think it should be Hangman, and I think it yeah. will be Hangman. Yeah. But it wouldn't be too disappointing if they built up a really good story and it was somebody else. Um, that It wouldn't be too disappointing to yeah. me. Yeah, so uh, the announcement of the 2021 releases in April, all shoot names. No real names. Interesting. Interesting. So maybe it's just a policy for this year that they just use their name within the WB universe. Mm. It was Vegan Squirrel. I'll just name her. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, wow, that's a good point. Like, you know. So shout out to shout out to Bex for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am elves. Bray still hasn't changed the WB in his Twitter handle like the other releases did basically right away. I remember somebody got released and commented on that. They can change their name, but their handle, I think ha- WB has to do that. Alistair. Yes, that's who it was. He said WB has to do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So WB just hasn't done it for, for Wyndham yet. Uh, Mondo Volgare Goldberg's record since returning is four and four. So assuming he loses to Lashley at SummerSlam, he'll have lost more than he's won since his return. Given that his entire allure is based around being virtually unbeatable, does the prospect of him having more losses than wins mean they might actually want him to beat Lashley to keep that going? All these questions about I don't think they care about the record. If they cared about anybody's record at all, Zelina Vega would never get a title shot. Yeah, she has not had it. She has had two wins in two years. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. They probably didn't even think about that when they make these matches. Yeah, I doubt they even know that that's the case. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ooh, Darius Johnson. Out of Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns, which would you pick to have their own custom title, and what would the design of it look like? Oh, you could have Roman with the, the shirt he had of him stacking Edge and Daniel Bryan. Imagine that as the plate. Yeah. Like an embossed version of yeah, that. Totally. That'd be sick. That's a good one, yeah. What would Lashley's uh 
custom title look like? It would be that graphic they have when, when he has a segment. Yeah. Where it's him and it says the Almighty. Yeah, it's good. And then in the bottom yeah. they'll say, you know, WP champion. Um all right. Well, we're gonna call it a show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stick around. If you guys have any more questions, we'll answer some of those. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.